Money. It affects our everyday life. But how do we make more of it? Manage it. And make sure we make the most of our money. Welcome to Money Mindful, a podcast to teach and support you as you learn to manage your money. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Money Mindful podcast. I am your host, Megan Jean Smith. I'm a money mindset and life coach for women. I help women entrepreneurs and aspiring entrepreneurs to change their money mindset so they can create the money and life they want. Hey, I'm super excited for you to be with me today because this is a really special episode. I am celebrating a hundred episodes of the podcast. Uh, I am thrilled to be doing that with you today. And I thought to do something different, I've actually brought on my good friend, Bridie Anderson, to interview me. And if you've been a long-time listener of the show, you've probably, uh, you may remember way, way back in the very beginning of this podcast, I think it was episode 15, Bridie was actually on the show because she was part of why this show got started. So I thought that it would be a really amazing opportunity to bring her on and um, turn the tables and get her to interview me uh, about the podcast. So Bridie, I'm super stoked to have you here. Let's, oh my gosh, let's get into it. Hi. Hi, everybody. Yeah. As Megan said, um, I was there right at the start with her, just even, you know, before the podcast started. And it's been so amazing to see her progress and grow and learn and evolve. And she, Megan, you are just such an inspiration. Honestly, I'll just start off with that, to be honest. Like, let's put it in perspective. Since October 2018, when you, when we met, you have learned how to buy an investment property, you've gone and bought the investment property, you've started a podcast, you didn't know anything about starting a podcast, you became a life coach, you started your own life coach business. And I just think, okay, this woman is unstoppable. You're incredible. Where do you get your energy from? Honestly. <laughs> oh, Bridie, thank you <laughs> for you saying an inspiration. that. And I, I truly say that from my heart. Oh, thanks, Bridie. Listen, um, I just get my energy from getting eight hours sleep every night. That's the honest truth. But oh, um, you, you don't have babies anymore, do you? No, <laughs> like me. <laughs> no, I do not. But listen, um, yeah. when I started in the very beginning with the podcast, I had no idea what was ahead of me, and I really mm. underestimated myself. And that's, it's really interesting actually, because this is what I, the work I do with my clients now that I see Mm. how much we underestimate what we're capable of. Because if you would have told me two years ago that I would be now releasing my hundredth episode of the podcast, have my own profitable business, live in a different state, talk to women in different countries all over the world every week, run my business from home during school hours. I would just be like, are you serious? Is that even possible? I can't even imagine that I could create that. And yet 
I have. So yeah, I mean, I just want to celebrate it. I want to celebrate all the things and talk about the journey and share it. So uh, perhaps my listeners can get inspired and, and feel that, hey, if Megan can do it, obviously I can too. Yeah. Well, like you say, like you say to your podcast listeners, and I'm sure all of your clients, you're creating the life you want to live on purpose and you're living what you're preaching, which I'm not sure too many people can say. But going back to the 100th episode, I want to go back to the first episode. And to be honest, I don't remember what it was about, but I remember this moment, right? We met, we became really good friends. Megan and I, we, you and I bonded, didn't we, over talking about money and we bonded over talking about things that we didn't have anyone else in our life to talk with about. And I remember I'd had a baby and you came up to visit me in central Victoria and you were there on the day that your first episode ever came out. And I remember opening a bottle of champagne and some sandwiches for the kids and whatever. But we were sitting on the on the deck looking over the beautiful vineyard where I live and um, we celebrated. And I remember thinking, wow, what is next? How has this, how have we gone from these amazing conversations about property and money and finance and everything that lots of people find really boring to okay, now you've got a podcast about money. Then what? You know, so why did you start the podcast? Talking about episode number one, what was your main drive to really learn how to create a podcast for one and to get your message out there? Why did you do it? What was the crux? Okay, so um, there's a couple of pieces in there. The first one is, and I'll just share this because for those um, people who don't know, basically, Bridie and I met, we we met at a, like an educational function for property investing. Both of us were interested in property investing and we wanted to learn more about it. And I've said this on the podcast so many times, like investing, money, financial literacy, it's a learnable skill. Like you can go and study this stuff. And so that's how we met. And I think we were in the toilets <laughs> And we were, we you, were in the bathroom. I had you, a Sharon Jones t-shirt on and you're like, right. hey, hey, nice t-shirt while we were literally washing our hands at the same sink. <laughs> it was so funny. And then we clicked, didn't we? We just sort of struck up a conversation and then exchanged numbers. And then from then on, I think we spoke weekly, wasn't it? And we'd block out like three hours at a time because we just had so much to talk about and it was like some light bulb for me anyway went off and I went, oh, my God, if we just keep sharing, how much can we learn just by talking and sharing and having no judgment around money and and decisions that women make in their lives? Well, that's right. And I think that was what was so special to me about our friendship was that I knew at that stage that I wanted to change my life financially in terms of my financial destination destiny. There was a whole heap of stuff I was doing, like organizing my wills for my kids and um, doing things like getting income protection and all those nitty gritty stuff that you do around money. And then when I started investing in property, it was such a huge undertaking in terms of mindset and then also just becoming a person 
who sees herself as I'm a property investor, like saying that with confidence and with belief. And I think what really helped me with our friendship was putting myself in a room with somebody else who was doing that too, because I didn't really know anyone else who was investing in property. I mean, a couple of people, but not, it it was so important for me to normalize it, right? Like be with somebody else who was doing it. Yeah. And because I couldn't talk to people who weren't investing in property about the stuff that we were talking about, because they didn't understand. And there was a lot of fear as well. And it's like, mate, I've got enough of my own fear and doubt to get over yeah. without having to hear it from other people to affect me. And especially who don't invest who don't invest themselves often. You know, it's like the old, oh, I went to a barbecue saying and everyone was talking about property, but nobody buys property there. So you wanna you wanna be inclusive with your friends and your family, because that's often who it is, but what are you getting out of that? Nothing in the end. You're just getting, like you say, more fear, more anxiety, more apprehension. If you're going to move into the mindset of normalizing conversations around investing or, you know, income protection or making a will, you really have to surround yourself with those people. And if you don't know how to do that, then why not start a podcast? (laughs) Well, that was the thing. We were were talking about such, for me, I thought such important information and really helpful information. And I thought, oh my gosh, wouldn't it be amazing if other women could hear these conversations too, because look at us two badasses just going out. And because we both had partners who weren't interested in investing and we were doing it. And I I feel like we were just conquering the world. Like that's what it felt like for me, like becoming a woman who invests in property. I felt like such a badass. And I just was like, I want to share this with other women. I want other women doing this and creating financial independence for themselves because it really is possible for for everyone. And then of course, like there's been, you know, a whole explosion of really big podcasts, money podcasts. And now also because I'm in that field I've come across so many people that I just didn't know about when I started my journey, but whatever, it doesn't matter. I started the podcast, but one of the other reasons why I was able to start it, Bridie, was around the same time I discovered coaching and I got a coach and I started learning about mindset work and learning how to change the way that I think. And that was really instrumental in this because I had so much doubt about my capabilities and who am I to, you know, start a podcast, who's going to listen to me and really having a strategy to be able to manage that stuff was what got me over the edge to be able to just move forward and do it because the other um, factor in all of this, Bridie, is around that time was when I turned 40 and I don't know about other people um, when they turn 40 or whatever age you are listening to this, but for me, it was a real turning point. I had a couple of kids and I just felt like if I don't start doing what I want to do in my life now, like really, truly living my purpose, living my passion, then when, you know, like when am I going to do it? Like when is that age? 50? There's always a reason not to, isn't there? Exactly. And so that was a big kick in the bum for me, really, the turning 40 as well, where I just felt like, nah, you know what, enough already. I'm, I'm not going to live my life 
from fear of what other people think or fear of failure or fear of looking stupid. I'm just going to do stuff because like I could be dead next week. I mean, I I know that sounds so morbid, but I really started to feel like I'm not a little kid anymore. I'm a grown up, mature woman. I want to be living my life, doing the things that I want to do. And I've got this idea that I want to start a podcast. So, you know, I'm going to do it, damn it. (laughs) And that's how this all started. Yeah. And you did. And like, even down to, I remember sitting in your living room having a coffee and I'd had like an eight-week-old baby, so my brain was a bit all over the place, but I remember <laughs> having a conversation with you about, you know, well, how the hell do you know how to make a jingle? You know, how do you find out that? And I remember you saying to me something like, well, I just sat down and I asked the question and I just fucking found the answer and I just did it. <laughs> And it was so matter of fact. And I remember sitting there going, oh, yeah, well, why can't we do that with everything? Of course you just find the answer. It might take you a few hours, days, weeks, whatever, but in the end, if you want to know the answer to the question, you will find it because you're in control of that. And these baby steps, you find the jingle. What am I going to talk about episode one? What's my episode plan for two, three, four, season one, you know? If you want to do it, you will find a way. And it's so interesting that you mentioned a coach because that must have just helped you get through so many of those mindset blocks that you might have had along the way to just ball through them, basically, and just smash them to pieces. And I could imagine it's sort of like in a mindset way, like three steps forward And then you have some self-doubt and you start asking, well, I've got imposter syndrome. I'm not good enough. Why am I doing this podcast? We're just having some conversations, just a friend and I. Um, Why, what, how am I qualified to talk about this? But then it's like, no, hang on. I've got something to share. I want to share this with other women and men who are listening, of course. But let's move through these mindset blocks and actually create something that people value and get a lot of information out of and really just enjoy the journey essentially with you along the way. Yeah, absolutely. And Bridie, this is what shows up for me now with my clients when they tell me something that they want to do. And I just think, well, yeah, of course you can do that. And, you know, and they've got so much angst and doubt that, well, you know, how could I do that? How could I create a business? And it's really interesting when you've never done something before you look to your past to find evidence of what you've what you've done before and you don't see evidence of this new thing that you want to do so you think that you can't do it but yes. it's anything new you don't have that evidence for yet because you're doing something new and yeah um oh my gosh i just lost my train of thought there but anyway basically it's like this is why I became a coach now and why I feel so passionate about this stuff because I see so much potential every day in front of my eyes. And, you know, and sometimes mm. like people will come and have a consult with me and they they put these limitations on themselves and I can really see it now because now I look back when I first started the podcast and everything I thought was in the way was actually all about my thinking about myself yeah, it's just and a thought yeah like you say it's just a thought it doesn't have to be anything more than a thought but it's so powerful isn't it the thoughts of 
I can't do the podcast. I don't know how to do this. People aren't going to listen. Yada, yada, yada. I'm not good enough. Blah, blah, blah. But it is, it's all just like being in your own swamp in your head. But if you're in front of somebody and they're saying, no, I can see this situation from a third person point of view. I can see exactly what's blocking you. Let's work on that so that you can be the person that you want to be. Yeah. But not only that, Bridia, and I think this is what a lot lot of people miss when they're wanting to start a dream is we're so focused on ourselves, right? We're so focused on what we're capable of and, and what people might think of us or how people might judge us. And so I've never really heard many people talking about the impact of not going after a goal. And I want to explain this to you in, in, a, in a certain way. Now that I've been doing the podcast for so long and have had a business for over 12 months and have had people, you know, begin and finish with me and people who've listened to every episode of my podcast, I've, I've had people tell me stuff now like, you've had such a positive impact on my life. Like I've done this or I've done that. Or, you know, my clients who've gone on to create, I mean, I just had Michelle uh Kevalon recently one of my clients who's just kicking goals big time in her life and you know I'm sure she would have done that anyway if she hadn't have found me but but sometimes I think well imagine if I hadn't of taken the steps to create what I want in my life the ripple effect of that you know it's like I do something and there's some people who listen to this podcast who I'll never meet I'll never know. And they've changed something or done something because they've heard it on this podcast that is then mm-hmm. affected their life and then somebody else in their life. And, um, you know, another one of my clients was has just changed something up in her business. She's given her assistant more responsibilities to take care of tasks. And now it's freed up all this time for my client, which has been amazing for my client. But what she said that she never realised would happen is now her assistant is blossoming. Like her assistant is just stoked. Like, you know, now I have all this responsibility and I'm doing all these things and it's really uplifted her. And my client was like, I just never imagined that by me pursuing my goals, it would have such a positive impact on other people. And I think that's, that's the missing link that you know, I've had so many conversations with people who come to me, they want to coach or whatever, because they want to do a particular thing, like write a book or do something. And then they they come up with all these obstacles for themselves that they think are genuine obstacles. And I don't mean that in a like condescending way. Like I thought all my obstacles were full on real as well. Um, and, but then I just think, oh my gosh, when you don't shine your light, when you don't go after what you want to do, everybody else misses out as well. And Mm. like the impact, like the generational impact, like Bridie, oh my gosh, (laughs) there's a joke in my family at the moment where my kids, they'll be like, dad, dad, mum's crying again. (laughs) (laughs) I cry all the time about stuff that I just, because I don't have any problem with crying. But for me, like the thing about starting this podcast, like I think of the ripple effects on my daughters, like my daughters are going to grow up just thinking that doing stuff like this isn't like, it's just normal. It's just normal. Yeah. It's just the way that it is. It's like, well, why don't you have a podcast? That's what they're going to be asking. Yeah. Or like, if you want to invest in property, just 
invest in property. If you want to be somebody who starts a business, just do it. You know, like it's when you're sitting in your regular job now doing what you've always done, that's the reference point you have. And you don't have reference points for starting your own business. And so it's so scary because it feels so different and, you know, you think, oh, I couldn't possibly. Yeah, yeah. But Mm. when you are willing to, I mean, discomfort, Bridie, is a very small price to pay to create the life that you want because, you know, it's that first step. It's taking that first step when you first get going, like that first big thing. Like for me, it was paying for a coach. That was like massive for me because I'd never done anything like that before. It just felt so, oh, my gosh, am I really doing this? And then starting the podcast. But everything from there now just doesn't feel like such a big deal. Like I do things now in my business that if I had imagined that I had been, was going to do these things two years ago, it was just, no, I couldn't. It was too big for me to like comprehend that that's what I might be doing. But you take one step and it just snowballs and then you do the next and the next and then you just become a person who makes money and has a business and, and yeah, has and- a podcast and, you know, Yes. Talks to talks to amazing international guests and oh yes that that reminds me I remember you calling me maybe a year ago and you I think it was season two of the podcast and you were telling me about Andrew Hallam who wrote Millionaire Teacher brilliant book I was actually literally reading it yesterday because I've started my own share portfolio thanks to Megan and Andrew Hallam and I remember you saying to me Bridie. I am one of those people who interviews international authors now. I'm just one of those people now. (laughs) And it was so brilliant. It was so brilliant. So you go from just talking to me in our living rooms and telling the kids to be quiet in the background to, oh, no, I interview people from all around the world and next year I'm going to set up my own business and I'm going to get clients from all over the world, from all different time zones, and I'm going to be their coach. And it was just so like the shift in your whole persona was so tangible and, again, inspirational because, as we've talked about, everyone has their own blocks and I was in a different place at that time as well. Why shouldn't you be that person? Why shouldn't you? Yeah, exactly. It makes no sense that you wouldn't be now. Like imagine, do you look back two years ago and think I was a different person then? Like what's changed for you? Has Obviously you've evolved into this amazing podcast host and you've got your coaching business and you're passionate about what you do But and it's always a journey but from before you started the podcast, from before you had the thought, before it was even an embryo, to now, what do you think has changed for you just generally in your life, in your mindset? Like can you pinpoint one thing or is it a whole bunch of different uh, things? Look, it's, it's a range it's a of different. One, it? It's a range of different things. I think the biggest stuff for me has been the internal shifts that don't necessarily Mm. get seen externally, but internally I have an incredible relationship with myself now that I never used to have because 
in the past, I used to beat myself up all the time if I didn't have success at something or I was so hard on myself. And so many women are, Bridie, like so many of us are yeah. so mean to ourselves. It yeah. just the, or if, the, you, if you dare to like watch a Netflix episode for one night and not do anything related to your business or your daughters, you know, or your partner. Like we beat up, beat up ourselves about all sorts of stuff that in the end doesn't matter. Who cares? Yeah, 100%. I mean, look, externally mm. I have become a person now who can create money. Like I'm just like, yeah, I create money now. I have a business. I know how to do, do that. And, mm. I mean, I create it passively through investments, but I actually create it with my brain. And that, Bridie, is the biggest fucking change because when you work for other yes. people, People pay you money and you think money comes to you from other people. But I don't think money comes to me from other people anymore. Money is created in my brain. Like I literally. How's that shift? Amazing. Like from your teaching career, which you really loved and enjoyed, to now my brain makes the money. It's like this bell curve, isn't it? Yeah. Someone pays me to teach other people's kids and I'm capped at X amount per hour or year or however you want to say it to now I'm the energy, I'm the life force in creating this money, in creating the future for myself and the future for your family as well. So like, again, it's the ripple effect. It's not just you. So you've had a massive mind shift in I create the money to now I can teach my daughters how they can create the money as well. Yeah, but it's not just that, Bridie, and this is the thing, and I, uh, I, how can I say this without saying this phrase? Because I hate it when people say it's not about the money because I'm like, bullshit, mate. It's it is always about, about the money. It is about the money. Oh, but, oh, that's such bullshit. But <laughs> what I mean is that, like, this year I reached a financial, like a big financial goal that I was going for last year, and it took me longer than I, I mean, I just set, I set myself big ambitious goals now because, why the heck not? You know, I mean, what I've got nothing to lose. The worst that can happen is it doesn't happen in the time frame that I think it's going to happen, but it's going to happen. And I think that's been a bigger shift for me too, is I set goals for myself now. And even though I may not meet them in the time frame that I'd like, I know I will meet them. And so it's it becomes less about like, yes, I reached this financial goal. It's like, yes, that's great. I'm glad that I have that money. I'm glad I've created that. But the bigger reward, Bridie, is the woman that I have become in the process of creating that mm. goal. And that is priceless because yes. now I am somebody who trusts myself. I'm somebody who loves myself. I'm somebody who has an incredible relationship with money. Like I don't have the resistances that I used to have. I don't have the negativity around money. Like I, money to me now is something fun and something that is delightful and that I love it and I care for it. And I use my money in a way now that is, um, so soul nourishing, you know, like I, I've talked about this on the podcast before, but I used to kind of dream that I would be somebody who could donate heaps of money to environmental causes because that's what I really care about. 
But then I just realized I don't have to wait until I'm, you know, have a million dollar business to be able to do that. I can do that now. And that sort of, those sort of shifts, Bridie, are massive because every time I get paid now, it's, I can donate money to causes that I love. And sometimes it's smaller amounts, sometimes it's bigger amounts, but I'm like, oh, I'm that person. I am that person who donates money to causes that I love. And it's just the more money I make, it'll just amplify that. But I don't have to wait to earn more money to be that person now. And that's been the, that's been the biggest shift. Like just think all the things that you think will happen when you make more money, you can actually just do those things now. You don't need more money to do to, because it's all the time it's about how we we feel. We think if we have more money, we're going to feel safer. We're going to feel happier. No, that's not true. And I've coached far too many wealthy women now to realize that money mm. doesn't make a difference to, I mean, unless you're living below the poverty line, you, you, like I, you know, I, I really respect that mm. there's some people that having some more money definitely makes a big difference. But that's not really who I'm talking to on the podcast. It's like once you're at a certain level, more money just means an amplification of where you are now. So you can just start doing those things that you think money will give you, but do it now. And that's the most incredible thing is that you become that person. Like I am a person who donates a percentage of my total income now. That's who I am. And and you've morphed into it, haven't you? It's like, and there's been no real resistance either. It's just been like a a change of not persona, but you've got, you had the goal, but you didn't have to make millions and millions of dollars before you started donating. You can do it on a smaller scale, but you are still that person. Yes. You've created this new, new vegan, essentially, just by the way that you've been thinking about the situation around the money in your business and how you want to donate and how you want to use it. How you it's a vehicle, isn't it? And it doesn't matter if it's one cent or a thousand dollars, it's it's just a unit of measure in the end, and you're in control well, totally. And it's that kind yeah. of thing, Bridie, that you know, we think that when we have more money, we're going to be better at managing our money. No, 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 if you're shit at managing mm. your money now with not a lot of money, you're still going to be shit at managing money when you're making more money, and it's just going to be harder and more complicated because you're going to have more stuff. So that's why, like I say things like, if you want to save money, start saving right now, even if it's a dollar, even if it, you know, it's It's like just five bucks. Yes. It's because then you become a person who saves money. And then when you make more money, you'll just save more money. Right. But if you don't save money now, you're not magically going to start saving it when you make more money. If you're somebody who spends all your money all the time, you'll continue to be somebody who spends all their money all the time. Doesn't matter how much you make. It's it's not the money. I think all the episodes combined, if I can speak generally um, in the podcast, really ring true because it's something that you do talk about over and over. And it's like, it's like for me having my best friend in the car talking to me about my mindset around money, you know. And if you're new to all of this, if you're new to changing your thoughts and changing your emotions around money, then your podcast must just be such a breath breath of fresh air for your listeners because I know it has been for me despite all the conversations that we've had together around money and 
anything finance. Um, oh, I bloody hope, I bloody hope so, Bridie. Oh, I mean, sorry, yeah. I know you're going to ask me something, but I've got to say this because this is, okay. I mean, you know, money for me is, I just feel like money is such a triggering topic for so many people and it affects everybody's life because it's the main tool that we use for exchange. Anything that we do, like buying something in a supermarket, everything, we that's what we use to exchange for goods and all sorts of things. And I just think that, you know, when people come and, I mean, people, if you're listening to this podcast, you're my client. Like, you know, that's, yes. I feel like that's the first port of call. You're just working with me for free, right? You, you're not getting the one-on-one attention, but you're still working with me if you're listening to this podcast. And th- the reason why I want to help women with money is one, it just, money is, it's a trigger. It's like weight loss. It's like, it doesn't matter what area you're working on. It brings up all the other stuff in our life that we get to work on when we start exploring money. But then also money is so fun because when you start working on your money mindset, you you make more money. <laughs> That's just what happens. You can't not make more money when you start to have a better relationship with money. It's impossible. Like the only reason why you're not making more money is because you don't have a good relationship with money and you've got a whole heap of negative thoughts around money and probably 90% of them you don't, you're not even aware that you've got, right? That was my, that was for, for me, my case. And now because I've been doing this work for some time, I'm seeing the results in my life, like how more money just, I'm just continuing to make more because I just keep mm. improving my relationship with money. And I just think of a world where women aren't stressing about money or women aren't putting themselves last and women are powerful and putting themselves out there and making a fuck ton of money. I'm like, uh, yes, thanks. That's a world I want to live in. That's a world I want to contribute to. And if me you know, putting myself in a position where I might feel embarrassed sometimes or vulnerable or uncomfortable because I'm leading the way, I'm like, so be it. Like, come on, women, let's all, you know, make some money. This is what I'm doing. I'm, you know, I'm no different to you. I'm sharing my experiences with what's happening with me and I'm making tangible changes in my life. I'm making more money. I'm happier. Like I'm living the life that I want to live. It's possible. And because I can see that I'm like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. I have to tell, I have to share this with everyone because this is available for everyone. Anyway, I just had to get that out there. What were you going to ask me? (laughs) (laughs) Rent over. Uh, we could just talk about that for hours, so I'm going to have to get back to this interview again. Seriously. <laughs> All right. Um, so, what do you think since starting this podcast? I know you talk about being uncomfortable and not making mistakes, but learning from experiences. But what what do you think has been the most challenging thing for you so far? Has it been family related? Has it been to do with literally making the podcast? Has it been to do with creating the content? Has it been to do with getting in contact with authors? Or what do you think has been the most challenging? Uh, Well, funnily enough, this might not be the answer that you expect, but it's been leaning into being more me and showing Mm. up as myself 100% authentically. And I mean, it's not that I've never, it's not that I've been 
not authentic on the podcast. And those who have listened to the start from now would, I'm sure you'd be aware of, you can hear the confidence and, you know, I've changed, but I just feel like I've become more me. And that's actually been the most challenging thing, like leaning into myself and who I want to be and being okay with that and being okay to just shine my light, so to speak, who I am and be like, listen, not everybody's going to like that. And that's okay. And that's been a real gradual process. Like in the beginning, I was kind of a lot more reserved, I guess, like not, I still had cards to my chest, if that makes sense, because I was very scared of being judged. And, but what I realized is when you become more comfortable with yourself and who you are and you develop that relationship with yourself and you like yourself, it starts to not matter what other people think because you like yourself yourself. So you don't need other people to like you to feel validated if that makes sense. And that's been the most challenging thing to accept that there's not a right way to do things. And my way is the right way for me, you Mm. know, because like there's other podcasts, for example, that are really popular money podcasts and things that are out there that sometimes I would see stuff on social media and I would think, oh, I'm not doing any of that stuff. And then also I just sort of realized, yeah. And I'm also not in my twenties, you know, like I'm not a millennial. I don't even know about Afterpay. Like, what the fuck is that? Afterpay (laughs) came around like, you know, remember lay-by? You know, like, I I mean, I hear, sorry, I really hope this doesn't sound condescending to anyone who's younger than me because, listen, (laughs) the young women of this world these days are incredible and they blow me away. And, but, you know, I hear sort of younger people talking about stuff in finance and, and that's been something that, that's what I mean by leaning into being more me is that Mm. I'm not a millennial. Like I'm in my forties. I wear big undies, you know, like I'm, I don't (laughs) want, I'm not going to be talking about afterpay or any of that sort of stuff because it's just, that's, I'm not interested in that. It's irrelevant to me and my audience. I mean, I know some younger people do listen, but there's, it's just sort of true to the message that you want to convey don't you? Yeah. The way that you want to do it. It's almost like you must get behind the microphone now and just breathe and it just comes. So that shield, that initial shield you talked about, I think has just been completely kicked to the curb. It's like you are you. When I listen to you, I mean, I have the luxury of knowing you outside of this podcast, but it's like as the podcast has gone on, you've molded into the person that you want to portray, which is wholly, wholly you. And, I mean, I love that you even swear in your podcast as well because that is you, you know. You talk about your family life outside of the podcast. That's you. Like you have this whole other life around the podcast and your business and that is reality, And it's so, like, from my point of view, it's so refreshing to hear that, that, you know, oh, there's other women out there who really do want to create a business and have created a business, but they can have all these other facets to their life and their personality and who they are in essence, and that's okay and it's normal and everybody does it the way that they want to do it. And you have, I'm confident to say now that you are definitely 
you and the listeners are getting the whole of you. And I love that you're so candid, like you weren't so candid to start with, but you are now and you bear your heart and soul. And that's another thing to be admired as well, because that's really fucking hard. It's hard to say, I don't know, I wear big undies and I hate lace. It's fucking hard. <laughs> Honestly, I wear big undies as well and I'm a little bit younger than you. But so fucking what? That's me. It is what it is. Yeah. And if you don't like it, then whatever. But it's like, as you say, it's getting to that point of being 100% comfortable with that's who you are and that's who you want to share with your audience. Yes. And yeah. I think this, uh, and, but this is the scary thing for so many people that we sort of change ourselves. We twist and turn to fit into this mold that we think is what other people want. Mm. But in reality, you know, the more me I am, the more of the life I want is attracted to me. And the more, mm like on every sense, like the more I attract people to me in my personal life who are on my same wavelength and then also in business, the clients that are attracted to me, you know, it they're the ones that who are my ideal people because they're like, yes, like they just resonate with that. But that's, that I've got to say, Bridie, I reckon is the biggest challenge, not just for myself, but I know from being in like masterminds with other women in business and then coaching people like lots of people now is that that's something that I think so many people find so hard is like really showing up as their authentic self because if you're not showing up as your authentic self and people reject you, there's still like a, a layer of protection there. Mm. But when you show up because you're not really being you, so it's like what are they rejecting anyway? But when you th- show up as your authentic self and people reject you, um, then that, then it's real. Right. But at the same time, Ooh. if you're living in alignment with yourself and being authentic, there's an acceptance there. I think there's like a, a self-love that you carry through that it affects, you don't care so much anymore what people think. It's just like, yeah, it's yeah. like these thoughts from other people come in and they bounce off the aura that you've created because you have self-love and you have self-value and who gives a fuck what other people think about you? There will be other clients who resonate with you. We're in a population of 6 billion people, you know, who cares what this one person thinks? That's not going to affect your self-confidence. It's not going to affect your self-value, is it? Do you, do you think that's been one of the surprising things about creating a podcast? That I can just show up as myself and people yes. like me more. Yeah, yes. absolutely. Like it's kind <laughs> Why of. Why the hell wouldn't they? <laughs> yeah, but it's sort of. I mean, Bridie, I think we sort of need to wrap this up soon because yeah. I know what we're like. We this could turn into being a three-hour podcast. But you know, if I could go back and talk to my younger self, like, oh, okay. A, a thing popped up on my, you know, how Facebook does that um, thing where they show you videos from a couple of years ago, from this day, a few years mm. ago. Well, a video popped up on my Facebook where I was talking to people saying, hey, I've started a podcast and I'd love oh. it if you could support me. And yes. I was so nervous and mm-hmm. I was watching that video just going, oh my gosh, I just love you so much. Like, you're so brave. You're doing this, even though you're scared. But me now, I look back at that person and I like, I wish I could just tell her 
just go for it. Like you've got nothing to lose. And like those people listening, because I know so many of you listening, you have got dreams that you want to follow and you are shitting yourself that you think Mm. that you can't do it. And it's just not true. You just have to take that first step because I too was shitting myself and I really didn't have the belief, but I just did it anyway. And it's, you know, it's easy to say in hindsight, um, like to be able to look back and say, oh my gosh, you did it. Like, that's what I would tell her. Like you did it. Like everything Ooh. that you dreamed about that you thought, because, you know, I used to get coached by this beautiful woman, um, Catherine Green, who I actually interviewed on the podcast at one stage. She used to coach me and, uh, I just looked at her and her life and I thought, oh my gosh, if only I could be someone who could work from home, like making money, like from my Ooh. own house while my kids Kids are at at school. school. Yes. That just seemed unbelievable to me that that was even possible, you know, because I had this typical job working as a teacher, but you just take one step towards your dream and then you take another and then you take another. And then at some stage, there's usually a big leap you've got to take where it just feels so scary, but you just have to do it because otherwise like you can't keep doing the same thing and expect to get different results. That is not going to happen there's a point where you have to step out. I mean, I'm not saying you can't do things with safety in the sense that, you know, you don't have to get yourself into a bazillion dollars of debt to start a business, but you can definitely do it in a way that feels safe in one sense, but there's, there's, fear and then there's safety. Like, and most of the time we block ourselves from doing things because we're afraid, but in actual fact, what's, what, is that a real fear? You know, like, what's that really about? Like, is your life actually in danger? No, it's not. And there's, there is a step where you have to kind of take a leap and go, no, I'm doing this. No, like, I'm just going to do it. Like it's happening. What is the worst that could happen if I do X, Y, Z? What's the worst? The worst is nothing changes. Maybe I fail. What does failure mean? It's like we have to redefine failure and how we feel about what whatever failure is, you know. Like who cares if you started a podcast and no one listened? Is that a failure? Or have you learned all of these things along the way about not only how to start a podcast but all these things that we've talked about from an an internal um, personal development point of view? How is that a failure? It's not a failure. No, it's, and you've learned so much. And if even if the podcast didn't take off and your life went in a different direction, you've now walked this path that you were afraid to walk before. And you went, no, fuck it. I'm just going to do it. Yeah. And now look at you. you just, you're a better person for it. And I think if there's one take-home message about this from this interview is just fucking go for it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And if you're, you know, super scared, for goodness sake, get support, like join Mm -hmm. a group, like join a Facebook group with other people doing the same thing as you, like normalize what it is that you want to do. If you want to write a book, go hang out with other people writing writing books. If you want to invest, go hang out with other investors. You know, if you want Mm -hmm. to start a business, go and hang out with other people who are starting businesses. And if you find that you just can't get out of your own way, for goodness sake, get a coach. Like this is what, this Mm. is what, um, like 
this is why I've been able to do all this stuff because all my rubbish that comes up, all my doubt, I get help to manage yeah. it. And I mean, and that's what I do with, with my clients. There's only so much friends and family can coach you through in inverted commas. No, I mean- no, your friends and, no, your friends and family, your friends and family cannot coach you. Your friends and family want to keep you safe, like your own brain. They are the worst people to talk to about it. Like a coach is not your friend. I mean, look, your coach is going to love you. Like I love all my clients, but I'm not going to say to them, no, 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 go and watch Netflix, get into bed and snuggle yeah. up. And I'm like, no, come on, let's do this. It's, it's, yeah. Yes, it's scary, but you're, you know, you're bigger than this kind of thing. But anyway, listen, we've got to wrap up, Bridie. So I want to tell everybody about something that I have created Um, in celebration. I did something last year when the podcast was turning one. And so, well, actually the podcast already is one by the time Mm. this episode comes out, we're at a hundred episodes, but to celebrate, I have made something really freaking awesome. Like I've made a resource that is a resource that I share with my paying clients and I've made it available to everyone. I've actually made a mini course. And at the time that we're recording this podcast, it's not all finalized and up on the website. So I'm going to tell you that um, when when you listen to this podcast, go to the show notes. It will be um, moneymindful.com.au forward slash podcast 100. And there will be a link in there to get this mini course. But I've created a mini course, Bridie, to to learn how to create the money and life that you want. Like I've actually given you a step-by-step process to do this. And it's exactly what I do to create all the goals in my business. It's the process that I teach my clients. Um, It's DYI because it's I'm doing the video version. I've created a workbook and everything for you but it's comprehensive. And if you do what I teach you in the in this um, mini course, you can create the money and the life that you want. Like this is, yeah. The closest I've, thing I've you get my, to personal coaching by the sound of it. Yeah, Amazing. yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, I really, um, so many people come to me and it's like either they're not ready financially for a coach or they're just not, they need some steps to get going or they've got just no fucking idea what to like, where to get started, how to. So I was like, right, listen, get this mini course, watch these videos, do the work that is in the workbook. And for goodness sake, start creating on purpose, the life and money that you want. I've done this because there's nothing that makes me more happier than hearing from people who are like, oh my gosh, Megan, I did this. And now I've created this in my life. Like it is, this is how I want to live my life. You know, I want to help women create the money and the life that they want. And so this mini course is for everybody who listens to this show at any time you'll be able to go back, just go to moneymindful.com.au forward slash episode 100 and uh, there'll be a link in there when you can get it, when it's all, by the time this episode comes out, it'll be all finalized, but it's not finalized now. <laughs> that's, that's why I'm saying there'll they be a link it. They in get there. the picture. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, one more thing. And I know you ask all of your guests this. Okay. So what's a ritual or a habit or a practice that you like to do around money or mindset um, that you want to share with your listeners? 
Okay. Well, there's like a bazillion things I do, but I think the most important thing is that I really just love the shit out of my money. Like I really love it and appreciate it. Like I'm so grateful for all the money that comes into my life. Every time any money comes into my account from anywhere, from any from any place, like if somebody gives me 50 bucks for my birthday or if I find $2 on the ground or if I get, um, you know, a crazy yeah. tax return amount of thousands of dollars, I'm, I just am so grateful. I'm like, thank you. Yes, thank you. And then when I spend money, I also do the same thing. And um, Ken Honda actually in his book, uh, what's it called, Happy Money, he talks about this. Um, and I, I do this too. I've learned this from him is when I spend money as well. I'm also just incredibly grateful. I'm like, yes, I've got the money to pay this bill. And there's just so Mm. much like joy and goodwill around money. And I think that that is an amazing practice to have to really create a beautiful relationship with money where money isn't a negative thing. Like money is something special and beautiful and that I can just feel so good. Like, yes, I'm paying my electricity bill. Yes. I'm transferring this money to, you know, my mom to help her with something or I'm doing, um, yeah, whatever it is with money, just, yeah, I, I love it. And I treat it like I think about money in a very positive way, like a, I mean, I would say like not like a kid, that's not the right way, but there's a real um, respect. I'm very respectful of my money. Like I keep my money in my wallet nicely. I look after my money. I, I check my accounts and I'm just very, um, like if money was a person, I'm very respectful to that person and I treat them really well and I care about them and I make sure that they're doing okay and um yeah, and I hold them in very good self-esteem and respect. That's amazing and, it's, and it's always yeah. in the forefront of your mind as well with that practice too. So it's not like you're just going to go, oh, I just need to get this thing on eBay because I just want it. You're really actively thinking about, well, do I need to spend this money? And am I loving this money? And am I loving myself if I spend it? Or am I loving this money by not spending it you know it could be looked at in in the inverse as well depending on the situation but that's just such a beautiful take-home message Megan thank you so much hey you're welcome and thank you so much for coming on and interviewing me for the show this is kind of so fun to do the reverse roles <laughs> I've had the best time honestly it's just been like a chat like old times <laughs> like pre-podcast <laughs> No, it's been really lovely. Thanks for having me. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, Bridie. Okay, so just one more time, let me remind you that I have created this amazing resource for you. It is a three-part video series. It is a course on how to create the money and life that you want. You just need to go to moneymindful.com.au forward slash episode 100 to get access to that. And if you are loving what you're learning on the podcast and want to work with me, I love helping women uncover and unblock their limiting beliefs around money and success. And I've said this before, but I think to have money and success and a life that you love and love yourself in it requires a positive relationship with money, 
success and yourself. If you want a life that's designed by you, for you, a life doing what you love, making the money that you want to make and loving yourself all the way through it, I can help you with that. You can find out more by booking a consultation through my website. All right, my friend, until I get in your ears next week, have an amazing week. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Money Mindful podcast. For more info, visit moneymindful.com.au. For future episodes, be sure to subscribe. And remember, the information in this podcast is of a general nature only and does not take into account your personal circumstances or goals. Please seek professional advice for your own financial needs. Remember to have fun along the way. 